0: I worked hard to achieve this. Like, you know, because I feel like you, you can't succeed without like a struggle. There has to be like a struggle. There has to be a process. You have to work to achieve that level of success.
1: Hello and welcome to How to Fail Successfully, the podcast that teaches the steps to success through the stories of failures. I'm so happy that you can join me as I interview some of my favorite people and encourage them to share their story with you. I'm Matthew Carrier, and this is How to Fail Successfully. Welcome back to another episode of How to Fail Successfully. My name is Matthew Carrier, and I'm so thankful that you're joining me for another week. If you tuned in last week, you heard I had a little bit of a rough time was a little bit of a down week for me. And this week, I just want you to know, I appreciated the people that reached out to me to encourage. Um, I received an email from um, a, a woman named Faith out of Portland, Oregon, who just had the nicest things to say. She just sent this, this long email encouraging, letting me know that she's thankful for what we're doing here. And so for that, Faith, thank you so much for reaching out. It's much appreciated. And no matter where we're at in our life, in our journey, we all need a little bit of encouragement. I guess if I'm going to give you a challenge for this week, that would be to reach out to somebody, either a stranger, a friend, a parent, a child, just thank them, encourage them, let it be sincere. And uh, yeah, I'll leave you with that challenge. If you do it this week, please reach out to me let me know how that went. Let's jump right into today's episode. Johnny Depp, telemarketer, Michelle Pfeiffer, supermarket cashier, George Clooney, shoe salesman, Sandra Bullock, bartender, Eva Mendez, fast food cashier, Jim Carrey, janitor, Jennifer Aniston, waitress, Hugh Jackman, party clown, Tom Cruise, hotel bellhop, Andrew Garfield, Starbucks barista, Brad Pitt, well, we'll talk about that more, but on today's episode, I have Jeff Pierre, who was previously one of my employees at the Gordon Ramsay restaurant, which we talk about some of the frustrations we had with each other. Um, But currently, he is now an actor on the show Beyond, Once Upon a Time, and previously on the show Shameless. And before we get into it, a little backstory. Jeff's a very attractive man, so I often would joke with him that I'm not bringing my wife around to him for obvious reasons. So here's my conversation with Jeff. Today I have Mr. Jeff Pierre. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
0: Hey, what's going on? It's my pleasure to join. You know, thank you for having me.
1: Should I call you Jeffrey or or is Jeff okay? Sir Jeffrey. I think Jeff
0: is just okay. fine. All right. <laughs> yeah, Sir Jeffrey is fine.
1: Well, Jeff, yeah. and Jeff and I go way back, and, and this is one of those stories that I can say I knew him when. Uh, you know, he was always working, always hustling, always trying to. To uh, you know, just get like w- step into every single door that's open for him, and and he is a very very right. hard worker. But kind of let's let me kind of give a little backdrop of of what Jeff's kind of been doing, and then what I want you to do, Jeff, is fill in what you're doing now. Okay, so like let's kind of go back. Okay. You know, I, Jeff was the lead in which is my favorite, Drumline Two, a new beat, Drumline, a hey. new beat. Then you went on yeah, to in, in yeah. Shameless as Caleb, Caleb in Shameless. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you were on Workaholics but uh, on uh, Once Upon a Time, but what are you yep. working on right yep. now?
0: Uh, currently, uh, two different things. I am doing Once Upon a Time because it's a reoccurring um, role. So, you know, I'm doing multiple episodes, which is incredible. And um, at the same time, I'm also doing a, a series where that's, that's like, my baby, that's my show. We've already done our second season. We're hopefully going for a third. The show is called Beyond. It is a sci fi slash thriller, it's drama. There's it actually includes everything. There's comedy. There's a lot of romance. Um, but it's a very fun project because growing up I've I've always been like infatuated with sci fi comics, things like that. These supernatural uh worlds and uh, it's, it's amazing to finally be part of a project like that. And I get to play a really cool character who's kind of like edgy and fierce. And um, now on the second season, they started implementing a little bit of comedy for him. So it's, so it's giving me a chance to really stretch my muscles as an actor.
1: That's awesome. And that's yes, exciting, sir man. well Thanks, let's man. let's kind of go back to the beginning if you don't mind let's let's go back to oh let's do it let, let's kind of see how you got to where you are today shall we
0: yes let's do it flashback
1: all right man <laughs> you take us away
0: all right let me let me start like the beginning beginning uh as far as like making the move to la because as you already know i'm from boston yeah <laughs> So I,
1: um, sorry, (laughs) someone was doing, I apologize. (laughs) Of course. Anyways, yeah, it started off in Boston,
0: man. I actually went to college for criminal justice. I was not a theater major or anything like that, but I ended up catching a bug in my third year of, um, of school. My my, my junior year, I took a theater elective, just the class of fun. You know, aside all the uh, aside from all the other boring classes I had to do, you know, for law and criminal justice, I finally got a class. I was like, all right, you know what? Let's just have fun. And that's exactly what it was. I got a chance to, you know, just relax and enjoy myself. And the professors loved me. Told me that, you know, hey, I might have a I might have a shot at this. And I'm like, a shot at what? going into the theater program and that was not my intentions at all at all i was like theater no no, i'm just doing this for fun man i was i was acting a fool but um i I was actually i was actually playing different characters that that, that, that's what that's what made it so interesting and they ended up um getting me into the program i minored in theater so i ended up doing the acting 101 i did a few plays. And I quickly changed my mind as far as what I really wanted to do. I knew at that point after college, I was like, you know what? I don't know if it's going to be New York, or LA, but I got to go chase my dream. This is, this is incredible. Like I, I have so much fun doing this. So I graduated with the uh, bachelor's degree in criminal justice and a minor in arts in uh, theater. And I think I took maybe about a year, not even a full year after I graduated work, saved up some money. And I made the move to Los Angeles. I picked LA over uh, New York just because, I mean, I'm familiar with New York as well. It's only about three and a half hours away from uh, Boston. I've been there and I got a chance to work out there during college, doing an internship. And I was like, you know what? I just need a complete change of scenery. And I also knew that as far as starting out television and films, like LA was the mecca as far as casting actors. And, uh. That's why I made the move. As soon as I made the move to L.A., I mean, you know, I'm in a brand new city, and I'm young, and I'm, you know, yeah, you know, I'm going to be a star. Yes. And I've read up on Brad Pitt's, Brad Pitt's story, you know, all, all the great how they started out. And I'm like, yeah, this is where I need to be. So.
1: Did you get a job in a chicken suit? Is that what you did? You I was just
0: about to.
1: You cut yeah. me off. I was Sorry, man. waiting Sorry. to do that. Sorry. I didn't.
0: Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> For some reason, I was the only fool that I was actually looking for that job. I was like, you know what? I want to follow a Brad pitch path. Exactly. I want to get a chicken suit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they weren't hiring at the time. So oh, okay. I had to settle. I had to settle for all kinds of odd jobs, you know, busing and serving. Until I actually worked my way up to a nice hotel called The London.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah, The London Hotel. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah, place. A little but bit, not. yeah. Very nice hotel,
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, I, I started uh, started as a um, as a host there. I, I, I kind of had to work my way up, but I started off as a host, which was uh, which was fun. I got a chance to meet some great people there, and then became a, a back server. And uh, funny thing is, around that same time, that's when I found a manager, and uh, it was a solid manager, still the same manager that I have to this day. And I started to get busy. I'm like, whoa, they're sending me out on auditions. And, uh, you know, auditions could be any time during the day. You never know. But the thing is, I still have work. You know, I have a certain time that I have to make it to for work. But my career was always acting, and that came first. I mean, um, working at the London and, you know, serving, whatever odd jobs I did, I always saw that as secondary. You know I mean? Even when I went there, it might not have been the best quality for an employee at that establishment, but for me, it's what I had to do, you know, to focus on what I really wanted to do. So, yeah, Jeff, let me whenever hop I was
1: there, let me hop in real quick. Yeah, yeah. you're about to say this. I know you're what about you to think? say this, but let me just kind of say, I am. Let me give a little backstory real quick about this. <laughs> what the story is about to tell is that uh, <laughs> I, I was Jeff's manager uh, at the. <laughs> at the Gordon Ramsay restaurant and he was where he was. Mm -hmm. And as his manager, I'd get so (laughs) mad at him now as his friend and as a lover and supporter of the arts, I was like, yeah, man, do your thing. But as his manager, what would happen is like when I would walk away, all of a sudden the script would come out from underneath somewhere (laughs) And he would just be highlighting, and he would be studying and memorizing. And then as soon as I'd come around the corner, he'd pretend like he was like uh, taking down a reservation or something, as if I didn't know what he was doing. But like it was that hustle that like really made you who you are today. I think, you know, like it, I said, it really yeah, is. You got to do what you have it to really do. Is. You know, <laughs> you got to pay your bills, but at the same time you got to study. You got to work. Exactly. Hard. Yeah. So continue. Exactly. Sorry, that was my no, interpretation. No, 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 no <laughs> worries. I was like, I didn't know how far
0: you wanted me to get into it, but dude, I'm so glad you put dude, it out there. Absolutely. I was like, because <laughs> me and you, we used to bump heads, man. It was it was incredible. But there was always
1: love at the end of the day.
0: Always, It's just that, you know, you had your role to play. I had mine. You know, you had your primary objective, and I definitely had mine. We
1: once or twice went in the back kitchen and and had a nice little face to face and uh, oh yeah <laughs> you know and it, and it it's funny because you know like you said you got i had my objective and you had yours and exactly and you know we we always at the end of the day would hug it out we'd go to lunch that weekend you know it was like it was yeah, still exactly. friendship wise we still loved each other but you know it was a work environment right. it was a restaurant it was tough it was high energy right uh, and, and, right. and, and it was, it was, like I said before, it wasn't the, it was the manager, not the lover of arts that was talking, you know? And so, right um, but, and I, I always
0: knew that it's just, uh, it, 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 I don't even know how to, it, it, it was, it was just an incredible feeling. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, to know, like, all right, you know, this is my manager, but at the same time, this guy's my friend. So I know that whatever we just got into it's going to be, it's in the past. I mean, we're going to dust that off and then, you know, dust it underneath the, the table, but we're, we're going to remain good friends. Anyways, moving forward, like all of that stuff always paid off for me because I mean, like my mind was always into the arts. It was always into my work, which is like my craft. Like, and then, you know, my body was physically there. I was working. I was doing what I had to do, but I could just, I could never shake it. I had to keep it on my mind. Or else I would, you know, I would lose that because there's a lot of actors out here that, or, you know, whoever, they are artists that like get sucked into the the, the the workforce where they have to pay their bills and things like that. And they completely forget about what they're really here for. And I never wanted to actually be that person. I never want to fall into that trap. So it ended up paying off because that's when I booked um, I booked my first gig, Drumline. Like you said, uh, Drumline was booked while I was working at the London. And that's when I had to part ways because I was traveling. I was going to be away for several months filming. And that was my first big gig. It was it was an exciting time, man. It was it was very bittersweet, too, because, I mean, I, I had relationships that were formed there with you and other employees that worked there, which, you know, were colleagues and friends. So it was like, you know, I'm sad to leave you guys, but, hey, <laughs> i
1: got to go do what I came here to do, I'm you know? sad, but I'm not that sad. And that's it's when sad. it all
0: <laughs> No, <laughs> and that's when it all really uh, started for me, man. Once I booked that job, and you know, got my first taste of it and experience how it is to be on set, and uh, that was the training wheels. Because even after that, I mean, this business is a roller coaster. I mean, you you could book a big job, and then you never know. After you're done filming that, you might be you might be for about a year year or two years you never know so you always you know um take care of your finances but you just gotta keep that perseverance going and that was always the thing about me I was always hungry I was never comfortable even right now in the position that I am in I'm not comfortable yet I'm just like you know I want more I need more I need you know I just I just want to keep working if I could work seven days a week in this business and you know year in year out pretty much the rock
1: have the Rock's schedule? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you said? Yeah,
0: the Rock, Dwayne Johnson's schedule. Dwayne John- Dwayne Johnson's uh, schedule. I would love to have that. That guy is booked for the next like five years. Yeah, he's just constantly working. All his projects are laid out for him. Um, but uh, you know, that's the goal.
1: You obviously didn't go to your first audition and book it, did you? I mean, did you find success no. right away?
0: No. no. No, no. I, I could honestly say I think compared to a lot of people, I, I guess in the overall, I, I found success kind of uh, it's not right away. Because, I mean, it took about, I'd say about two years from the time that I told you, I buckled down, I took classes and I started to put myself out there for different auditions. And they weren't the type of auditions that I'm, I was going out on when I was at the London or now. It was like, you know, um, student films, student films, uh, small, like, you know, boutique plays, things like that, things that were accessible to me at the time because I didn't have the credits or, you know, the experience. So they had these different websites for new actors, local actors to search and submit themselves. But again, like I said, they were very small roles, but they were some of the best projects that I've worked on and it was a start for me. So I remember booking several student films. I worked with people from UCLA, USC, uh, the Art Institute, and um, it, it was incredible. It was a great experience for me to be on camera because my only prior experience was doing plays in college. So it was a good transition for me, and I learned a lot from doing that. But And that took about, like I said, a year and a half. And once I felt that I was ready, I was like, you know what? I've, I've done all these different auditions, and I started to book a couple little uh, things here and there. I was like, I'm ready to step it up to the big leagues. Like, you know, I want actual representation. I want a manager. I want an agent. So I buckled down one summer and I, I already knew how difficult <laughs> getting uh, representation could be. So I made up a list. I formulated a list of different agencies and managers that I felt were within my reach, you know, for, for, for a starting actor. I felt like okay, these people could use me. I looked at their clientele list, and I'm like, mm, I feel like I could fit in. And I formulated a strong list. I wasn't grasping for a CAA or UTA. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to get ahead of myself. I didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. So, out of that list that I formulated, I was literally sending out headshots almost every single day. I would send out five, maybe six to eight a day because I had over a hundred. Um, agencies, and I knew that I just had to do that, because you never know. <laughs> out of the 100, I think I, I could honestly say I may have gotten about 8 to 10 uh, meetings, I called back uh, from 8 to 10 people, and a lot of people say that's that's actually a good percentage. 10% is, is not bad, because yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, that, that's why I knew that's what it would take. I was like, I want to send out a good 100 within the summer. And um, the next couple of months, like I said, I was going into different meetings, and I knew that uh, a good lesson, I always take lessons from every coach or every person that I meet that's kind of like a mentor or someone that I can grow from in the business. I'll always make sure to take something from each person. And there was one person in particular right before I started setting up the, the, uh, the, the headshots and resumes. He told me, he was like, hey, when you get into these meetings, don't be desperate. I mean, this, is, this isn't a job interview. You're going in there to interview them as well like if this is a business partnership that you're you hopefully going to form and i was like wow that was that was revolutionary when he told me that i was like that makes sense because if he did not say that i would go in there like oh yeah please sign me please sign me to the first person that i saw that was right. you know credible like sign me please but um no I, I actually went in there level-headed had great questions and um i felt like i was well prepared and I was confident and I vetted them, you know, it, it, that's, that, that, that was the thing that was on my mind the whole time. I was like, how are these people going to represent me? So I came in there with just the right questions to assess that. And I did. And every single place that I went to, you know, I, I would actually take my time and be like, Oh, you know what? I'm still looking at different options. So I'm not ready to uh, take the plunge yet with you just yet. Um, can I get back to you in a week or so? And those people were fine. Yeah. And in that journey, I was able to find just the right people that I wanted. Again, that was around the time I got a, a job at the London. Right after I got the manager, I was like, all right, I need, I need to support myself in the meantime. Yeah. So I got the job at the London. And that's when I started going on to uh, different levels of auditions. And again, it, it, it took a while. I started the London, and I think I was there for a little over a year. and. I was the amount of time that it took until I booked a uh, drum line. So, I'd say a good year and a half of auditions. And these guys were sending me out on auditions like crazy, which you know. So, there was many successes in each one of them because I, I would go on the audition, then I would get called back. And I would get called back again, maybe, you know, meet the producer, director. That's kind of how it works. I mean, they, they may start off with like 50 or 60, 80, 100 people and they wind it down. Wind it down, wind it down, down to like 20, 10, down to the top three. And that's kind of how it goes. So once I was able to start getting more callbacks and, you know, getting it to the top of the list of these casting directors, that's when I was like, all right, I know I'm winning. I'm planning the seeds. These people keep bringing me back. That means they're like, you know, they're interested. And it finally paid off.
1: The audition process that actors and actresses have to go through it can be so humiliating. Yeah. I mean it and so like it can, oh, yeah. it can just beat you down. So let me tell you quickly and then you can correct me if I'm wrong because I was in LA and I went out on a couple auditions but this is what happens is that usually you got to drive it takes you an hour and a half to get to your location for an audition. There's only street parking, so there's never parking within a mile of where you have to be. So you've got to walk a mile carrying your clothes or whatever you have with you. And then you walk into this room, and there are like 50 people that look exactly like you do, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. talking out loud, (laughs) memorizing their lines, making sure that they're ready.
0: Some of them even better. Yeah. Some of them even better. You're like... Oh, it intimidates you. It does.
1: Yeah. yeah. One time I went out for this. Um, it was a Guitar Hero commercial. And they were doing it in the – they were doing it like um, – oh, what's that movie where Tom Cruise slides across the floor – wearing a shirt and his underwear was what that, what's that movie? Risky business. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So yeah. they're doing with the, so uh, with the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this is like a Tony Hawk commercial where Tony Hawk is like wearing a long white dress shirt and like his underwear and he slides across the floor. Well, that's what we had to wear to this yeah. audition. So I turn the corner wearing my white <laughs> shirt and my boxers and there's all of these better looking dudes than me, all sitting there in their underwear and white shirts. And I was like, this is humiliating. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) And the worst part about that whole story is that it was right next to a modeling agency. So of course you have all of these very attractive women that are walking through this hallway of all these men (laughs) sitting in their underwear and white shirts. Only in LA. Only in LA, yes. But let's kind of get back to this. Was there ever a moment within the, what, two and a half years, doing student films and then going on all of these auditions, did you ever feel discouraged?
0: Oh, man, yes. There's multiple times, multiple times. Uh, it's funny enough, not, not so much in the early stages when I was doing the, the student films and things like that. That's, that's when, you know, the, the, the hunger was just there. I mean, it, it, it still is and it always was. I mean, it will always be there. But I think more so once I, I finally got into the big leagues, and this is where, like, any of these jobs, to be honest, are, are game changers. They, they were life-changing. So that, that's what was on the table. I'm like, man. So, you know, if I go in there and then I, I, I do well on the audition and I get a call back, I meet the director, producer, and, you know, you're, you're working your way up. And you, you're just like, oh, man, this could happen for me. And then nothing. After that, it's just like, wait, what? It, that, that is very discouraging. Cause I mean, you know, I've, I've put in work. I've been going in week after week meeting these people, working my way up to the top to meet the, you know, producer, director, writer, whoever it may be at this project, even the network. And not to actually book the gig, that's, that's a major disappointment. Like, uh, for one example in particular, that I, I could think back of is, I think it's maybe about a year and a half or two years ago, right before I booked the series that I was telling you about. It's called Beyond the which is a series regular role, and that's for actors. That right now, that's that's that, that, that's where it's at, man. Because I mean, television is is really booming. I mean, there's great content out there, and with television there's a little bit more job security, mm-hmm. a little bit more. You, you just never know, because I mean, the thing is, you, you got to wait till your show gets picked up, or if it gets picked up. But if it's a, a show that you could tell has some legs, and it, you know, potential there, and you think it it might establish a following, then you're golden. You don't know how many years it'll go for, but, I mean, you're you're doing episodes, you're getting paper episodes, so it it can be a cush job. Right now, um, we're in a time that's called pilot season, which is, you know, the pilot episode for the series, which is the first episode, and what they do is they cast people for pilots as as regulars, so this will be your show. And uh, pilot season can be Insane, man. Mm -hmm. One job in particular that I actually fell in love with the script. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I can tell the show is going to be successful. It's going to be amazing. Uh, And, you know, I gave it my all, which I always do, but I gave it my all. And I could tell that I killed that audition. Got the call back maybe a week later. And that's another thing with these things. You might go in there one day, you kill it, and you don't hear anything for a week. Two weeks, three weeks—you never know. Week. And I thought yeah. yeah, and you're thinking, oh, I didn't get it. You might go through a little bit, a little bit of a depression, but then once you get the call back, you're like, oh wait, I forgot about that. Anyway, so that was kind of what happened with this with this gig. I, I got the call back, met the producers and everything, and went in there, did the same thing. I, I killed it. So great. They did the same thing to me again. I waited over a week, thinking, ah, I didn't get it get it they called me back in for a network test which is pretty much that's the final step yes. you do a network test they actually have the contracts right there for you 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 can see what you will be getting paid you have to sign that prior to going into the test wow. which uh that it, that in itself can be nerve-wracking yes that's oh my god yes that's that's even worse than doing auditions and regular callbacks now you're like whoa
1: there's money on the table, it, literally. The contract's there. It's
0: right. right there on the table. I see what I could possibly be making. I just have to go in there and, you know, do what I do. Yeah. But that never really matters because um at the end of the day, it's it's not in your hands. You're supposed to go in there and you perform. You don't go in there to get a job, which is something that I, I've learned over the years. And, you know, from the greats like Brian Cranston, there's this video that I will always go back to and watch. It's just a quick Maybe one minute interview where they asked him, you know, about the audition process. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, do not go in there expecting to get a job or thinking of a job. You go in there to do your craft, you go in there, perform, and you leave it in there. That's it. You walk away after that. Okay, cool. But I, I wasn't, I didn't have that mindset at the time for this particular one. So once I went into the network test, they loved me. I worked with them for about 30 to 40 minutes, and you know, we're just playing around with different things. The director's giving me different notes. It's almost like being on set. It's the closest thing that you're going to get. This is their chance to see if you can take that direction and really put you to the test, and they have the time because at this point, it's literally down to maybe two or three people max. So that's how you know. It's like, oh, my God, me and this guy, that's it. So, yeah, they're taking the time with you, and they're, they're going through the steps throwing notes, just kind of like seeing what it's like with this guy. How is he going to, how is he going to gel with me? Are we going to collaborate and, uh, you know, make a better product that we can? So we did that. I did that. I actually worked with the actress that already booked the lead role, got a chance to play around and um, do a chemistry read with her. So I, I left it in there. After I left, um, I'm thinking, man, I just started that. I, I I worked the room. Everybody in there was loving me. You know, and, and I think usually with those things, you find out that day. You know, sometimes you can find out before you even make it home. So uh, I think it might have been an hour or two later, which was very nerve-wracking for me. am like, oh, am I going to get this job or not? Am I going to get it? Obviously, I didn't get it. And that was, that was heavy for me, man. I actually went through a mini depression that weekend into the next week. I was really depressed cause that was my first test. You know, that was the first time I actually got to that point. And, uh, I was this close to being a series regular. And that really, like, I, I, for some reason I was just contemplating giving up at that point. I was like, oh, you know what? Nah, maybe this isn't for me, man. It, it just wore down on me, man. It killed me. And uh, it was actually my, now, she's my fiance now, but <laughs> she's the one that was my rock. And, um, had to pull me up, man, and and tell me about myself. She was like, "Are you seriously like depressed over this one? Like, you know, you're gonna get another one. You're gonna test for something else. You're gonna continue testing until you book something. Like, you're good. Like, getting up to this point is a win, and that's what I forgot. I was like, Oh my god, you're so right. This is just the next level that I made it to. I was like, Yeah, I have to keep going. It's the same as back in the day when I was auditioning, auditioning." until I got to the next point where I got a call back. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm starting to meet these guys now. Okay, that's a win. I still didn't book those jobs until I got to the next point, and I did book them. So it's the same same process, man. And I I learned that now I'm in the point where I don't really get depressed or discouraged. I just go in there and perform. I know it's out of my hands, you know? The other guy might have booked it for a new and any so many different reasons that are out of my control you know it, it, it's it's hollywood it mean, it's kind of shallow and superficial but you might have booked it because of his skin color you know i might have been too light like, or you know too dark or too handsome or i don't know too tall those are all valid reasons why people don't book roles and why other people will book them because at the end of the day when you get to the testing You have the skills. They know you have the skills. That's the only reason they didn't let you into that room. So the thing is, there's two, three other guys that may have those exact skills, but now they're just assessing what you look like on camera, what you you and the lead actress look like on camera. So once I was able to wrap my head around that, I I understood and I moved on.
1: I would love to not get a gig because I was too good looking. That would be... (laughs) I would be able to deal with that blow. <laughs>
0: exactly. That, uh, okay. It's not that bad. I don't think no. it's ever
1: happened before, but um, now I'm going to, every time I don't get something, I'm going to say it's because I'm too good looking.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what you got to say to yourself, man. That's I'm telling right. you. <laughs> it's better than the latter.
1: How long did it take you to sort of bounce back from being depressed? It
0: it It, it, it is funny. It only took a couple of days, I would say about like, three to four days max where I was really just, you know, in myself. And I got out of it because the thing is these guys keep me so busy that I had to get ready for the next audition. I was like, wait, hold on. What, 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 What am I doing? Let me focus on the next one. And that's exactly what I did. And now I think it might've been two, two, three weeks later. I'd say two weeks max. I got my next test. And it was the complete opposite you know, situation of what just happened. I got the test and I didn't even make it home, man. I got the news as I was driving home. Wow. Almost got into an accident. Just <laughs> <laughs> all, all my reps, it was a conference call where I had my agents and my managers on the phone. And as soon as they, you know, as soon as I got that, I was like, wait a minute, guys, what's going on here? You got the job. And I, I was going crazy in the car, man. I was like, let me get got home first. Like, yeah, it right. was crazy.
1: What, uh, can you share yeah. what show uh, <laughs> that you didn't get?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a show called, called Pitch. Pitch, it revolved around that. that the first female, uh, female player to uh, actually mm. make it into to the Men's league. She's the only one in there. It was a cool show, man. It actually had Mark Paul got I can never pronounce his last name, but Zach morris oh okay Zach morris from saved okay. by the bell that's right <laughs> so that, that was also another
1: is uh, that who beat you out huh? zach was did zach morris beat you out <laughs> no it actually wasn't i mean i
0: wish it was because then i be like, okay i understand zach morris yeah i would probably pick him too but no it wasn't it wasn't him there was another actor who um talented guy talented guy i, I can't think of the name but i i can see him visually he's um very, very talented. Has, has he been in it. Yeah, there you go. You're looking yeah. at him. Mom McCray, yes, yeah. yes. He's been in the game for a while, man. He, I think he's been doing it since he was a kid because I remember seeing films with him back in the day. So he has quite a resume. And I remember my man just telling me, um, they're like, listen, that's that's who you're up against right now, dude. He's like, you know, that's, that's actually a... That's actually a... a a blessing. I mean, it's, it's it's like, you know, that's a win for you. Yeah. It's like to know that you're at this level with a guy that's been in the game for so long and that's where you're going to, you know, lose to. And it came really close. It's like, that's actually really good. You're
1: competing with people. That's when I was like, you're right. You're right. More from this, And I'll focus on the next. Yeah, you're competing in a, in a new league now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, I felt great. Actually knowing that, I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm in the big leagues now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I, I had to push myself even further. And, you know, I, I stay in classes as well, too. It's, it's an art where, I mean, you, you never master it. I think there's uh, a Sanford Meisner that says, takes it, uh, it said um, it takes 20 years to master the craft of acting. Mm. I mean, you know, and, and sometimes more than that, you never fully master it, you know? just something that you're constantly learning, constantly growing. That's what I love about
1: it. So, in about 16 years, we'll be able to enjoy watching you on screen.
0: Yes, exactly. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yes, Jeff yeah, Pierre, he finally made
1: it, man. 16 years later, he finally made it. He's a master now. <laughs> let me let me kind of wrap up the conversation with a couple last questions. Um, I like to ask these questions to all the people that come on the on the podcast. Because the podcast is called How to Fail Successfully. And you are at a point now where you are are finally kind of able to start seeing some of the fruits of your labor and you see that success. But you obviously experienced some failures, which you already shared with us. If you can right. kind of give me your definition of what failure is.
0: You know, my best definition for that, just because is um, <laughs> how I've experienced it. It, I would say that failure is, honestly, it's it's an opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of all these examples that I've, that I've given you, that's what I've learned. That's honestly what it is. It is an opportunity for growth. Failure is not the end. It's, it's not over. You need to pull yourself back up and try again or try even harder. So that's how I always see mistakes. I just see them as a way of growing i learned from that i i I actually enjoy it i love that i times, like i don't mean i don't enjoy failure it's just that i i now i'm in the place where like i'm always going to try to learn from it i'm not going to ever suck and you know go into deep depression because i I didn't i didn't succeed at this i'm like no i just keep trying even harder so that's kind of how i see it so you you you
1: kind of use it to drive you even harder yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, it's the same thing in sports, man. I mean, it, I, I always loved um, using sports analogies just because it's like, you know, you lose a game. I mean, you, you lose a game or you, you, even a play, just on one play. You may lose on that play, but the next one, you just got to erase it from your mind and move forward and learn from that. I'm like, nope, that's not going to happen again. I just got sacked. You know, my man Tom Brady, I mean, he does it back. I'm just saying he ever get but, to. Yeah. but a lesser
1: quarterback he, would he just, yeah. just races, man
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, you just gotta move on and grow from it man you have to or else you will just continue to fail
1: you know? on the flip side of that though what's your definition of success
0: success ah see that's a tough one I feel like describing failure was a lot easier success I, I see it as a number of things. I mean, it, it can be success can can be beneficial, obviously, because I mean it's 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 it, it's showing you what you're working so hard for, your your accomplishments. Because I mean, a success can be a pat on the back. It could be rewards as far as like you know material things like trophies or you know money, obviously. But I mean, success is. It's it's a way of it's a real it's a, it's a real way for you to just um, sit back and actually enjoy what you've done. It's like you know what, man, I worked hard to achieve this. Like you know, because I feel like you you can't succeed without like you know a struggle. There has to be like a struggle. There has to be a process. You have to work to achieve that level of success. And no matter what what it is. But on the flip side, I also feel like success can be a distraction, you know? You never know, whatever level of success you reach, sometimes I'm, you may take your your foot off the pedal. All right, I'm feeling comfortable now. Yeah. But to me, I mean, the stars, like you can reach for the stars, man. The sky is definitely not the limit. There's always more you can do in life. <laughs> until, uh, until you're six feet under, I mean, you can strive for more and more and more and more success. So I, I would never want to take my foot off the pedal, you know, cause you can reach a certain level of success. You feel comfortable and like, all
1: right, cool. You know, I've done it.
0: And then you could get knocked right back down, you know? So I feel like success can be multi-layered.
1: Are you successful?
0: I am. I am successful. I am. <laughs> yeah, I've got to the point where, yeah, I, I can say that. I feel confident enough to say that, but I have a lot more to do. You know, I'm, I'm successful right now because to be honest i am a working actor and and and, and i think yeah I just, I just crossed my uh two two year mark where yeah this is what i've been doing for two years solid paying the bills you know I, i'm not at the london no more <laughs> i'm not doing those uh i'm not doing those odd jobs that i used to do or like you know serving not none of that i'm, I'm doing what i wanted what i want to do in my career I'm do, i mean doing Doing, doing my craft, you know, this is what's supporting me and paying the bill. So, yes, that's a success in itself. But um, I have a lot more to do, you know. I I, I want to be able to play so many different characters in life. And it's just not about the fame or anything like that. I do want to get to that level one day where I can you know, receive an Oscar maybe or an Emmy in front of people like, you know, Meryl Streep, Angela Bassett, uh, Denzel, like, that, that actually, not even actually receiving the award, being in a room with those people. To be honest, that's 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 the goal. Like when I can actually say that, my God, I'm sitting next to Violet Davis. Like these guys, I'm I'm in that that yeah. league. Yeah. That's that's when I'm like, okay, that's that level of success that I want to reach. It's not even necessarily about the money at all, or the jobs, or whatever. It's just being able to be in that class with those people. Like, and just saying like wow i am an actor i'm amongst the greats you know and that's what i strive for
1: will you make us a promise that when you win an emmy you come back on the podcast
0: oh dude most definitely ah, yes. most definitely
1: <laughs> that that will be uh oh,
0: i i think i think we might have to make that one a 2 hour yes. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> if anything else it's, I would good. Love that, it's good hangout and and I must say Jeff I, I know that you're extremely busy you've got a lot going on and so I just want to thank you for taking the time out today to to come on uh, I've always loved you we've already talked about this but um, and I'm really really proud of you and I'm so excited to kind of follow your career as you continue to get to those next levels so thank you again and I appreciate it
0: oh man thank you man appreciate you having me on here you know for one of if it wasn't you, I wouldn't even do it, man. I know. <laughs> but no, no, no. There's so much love, man. I, yeah. I, it's just great hearing you boys again, man. And just sitting here having a conversation with you because that's, that's pretty much what it was. It didn't even feel like an interview. It's just we got a chance to you know go back to memory lane, yes, reminisce about the good old days. So um, it was it was a pleasure, man. It wasn't even. No, it, it didn't really take anything from
1: me at all. Good. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, just have have a great uh, rest of your day, and, and we'll talk soon.
0: Hey, same to you, brother. All right. Say hi to you for me.
1: Hey, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> 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 All right, bud. I'll see it. All right, my man. Have a good one. All right, you too, bud. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I love that guy. I still can't get over the fact of, of being too good looking for a job. If that is the reason we're not getting jobs, how bad can our lives be? My takeaway, you and I and Jeff, we may have the same final destination, but our roads are gonna look different. Just because it takes Jeff three years, it may take me four, five, six, eight, ten years. But if you're passionate about something, don't give up, keep moving forward. Brad Pitt dressed up as a chicken in a chicken suit and danced in front of a polo loco before being discovered as an actor remember that. On next week's episode, I interview my friend, photographer, Jeff Carpenter. Here's a clip. That's where it becomes a, okay, there's a business side and a creative side. And if you can get a, get that to cross over, that's amazing. But I mean, I'm still working on that now. I mean, I'm still trying to get to be creative and make it pay. It's the same thing with any sort of artistic business. I think it's if you have a client that's paying you, you have to understand that they're going to have expectations. We'll see you next week. Hey, buddy. How you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Good to hear your voice. Is this a good time to talk about the Patriots, or should we wait? Uh, I know you couldn't even do it in like five,
0: ten minutes, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I knew
1: it. Oh
0: man, you know what's was funny too. Is I have my uh, I have my Pat Pat on too. I was getting ready. I like, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> no. I'm gonna represent regardless.